I attribute the lessons I've learned this year to countless experiences, influences, people, and places. But I am certain that I would not have grown to be who I am now had I not first been brave enough to take the leap. So jump. It might just be you that appears. Welcome to Jump Podcast. I'm your host, Traveling Jackie, and I'm here to explore travel, adventure, and lifestyle in ways meant to motivate you to move and get out and see the world. Let this show be a source of travel advice and inspiration, but remember that in the end, it's you who takes the leap. Hey guys, how are you? I hope you are staying healthy and keeping your head up. If you're listening to this in the future, we're still in the midst of coronavirus lockdown here in the US. And I know it's been really hard for everyone. Um, I want to say thank you so much to all of you who reached out to me after the last episode. I received a ton of comments and messages on Instagram, and I just really appreciate you guys for showing your faces to me since that's the only way I can identify you beyond a download number on my podcast hosting stats. That's the truth of it. And I really love doing that. I love learning who you are, where you are, what inspires you, what your story is. So please keep those messages coming. Today's actually April 9th, 2020. And just now, like an hour ago, I saw that my name and this podcast has been featured in the New York Times today, which is huge, just massive. The New York Times. I had no idea that was coming. And I want to thank you because honestly, I wouldn't be on that page if you weren't here with me on this journey. So that one belongs to all of us. Thank you so much for being here. Today, I'm actually going to do another open mic episode for two reasons. One, because they have gone over really, really well, according to the feedback I've received. And two, because I'm still inspired to do so. I have a message that I want to share with you. It's interesting because this whole coronavirus thing has forced some major challenges on all of us. And if I'm not wrong, I'm pretty sure that in general, we like to have a better handle on our challenges. Even if they do turn our worlds upside down, we feel better if we get to choose them rather than having these challenges forced upon us. And I'm talking about big changes, big decisions like ending or starting a career or ending or starting a relationship, moving, perhaps finally graduating after you've been a student for your whole life, or maybe choosing to travel the world and leave everything you know behind. And as you guys may well know, this is what I did five years ago now, five years ago. There's a, um, there's a section on my blog on Traveling Jackie called personal essays that I refer to as the juicy stuff. And I wrote a lot about my journey through my decision of leaving my life as I knew it behind and choosing to set out alone and see what I could make of myself when it was just me and the world. And in case you haven't ever put this together, I started the Traveling Jackie blog the year that I changed my life five years ago. It was a major, major pivot for my life, which is why I needed that new outlet. I explained some of that in episode 100 when I eventually changed the name of this podcast to follow suit. So some of you may already know that story. 
But the point is, it's okay to change. It's okay to say yes to big, bad, scary things and put yourself out there to see what life outside your comfort zone actually holds for you. And it's even okay when change is forced upon us because we are still capable of figuring out how to make it through anything. And it's also okay to go at your own pace. We will all cope with our challenges in different ways. You are where you are. I am where I am. If you are making a decision to be where you are and be who you are and make it through this the way that you're doing it, then that's where you need to be. You may be a grab life by the horns type of person shifting into get shit done mode and absolutely kicking ass and taking names. And you may be an eat copious amounts of Ben and Jerry's and binge Game of Thrones person and just not be productive for one minute around here. You may choose instead to turn inward and take care of yourself. And that is more than okay. That is essential. I have been both of these people sometimes on the same day and all of it is okay. One of the tools that I depend on to get through hardships is journaling. I write thousands and thousands of words that no one ever reads. Um, That's just for me. And occasionally I put a couple thousand of them together at once to share a glimpse of my journey when I'm learning about something that I feel the need to share. And these become blog posts. That's the juicy stuff. And I'm going to read a few articles from the juicy stuff today. And I'll read them in sequential order as I wrote them throughout my first and second year of being nomadic. Um, The juicy stuff, by the way, starts on the blog at travelingjackie.com in December of 2015. So if you really want a rabbit hole, don't say I didn't warn you, go for it. Start with a post called Pushing the Next Door Open, Heart Lessons on My Solo Journey. I'm not starting with that one here. Instead, I'm going to take you four months into my solo travels. And then about six months after that, and another six to seven months after that. This was the first time my world was upside down and I had to learn how to look at it through new lenses with new perspective and even try to understand who I was and how I fit against that new landscape. Everything was a new kind of normal for me. And I think a lot of that can translate to what a lot of us are feeling now. So in September of 2015, when I left Montana, where I had my home. Um, I went straight to Patagonia. That was the first time I went to Patagonia. And then I spent a month or so in Southeast Asia and then a few months in Europe. And that is where our story time is going to start today. The first one is called A Lesson in Listening to Myself and a Ticket to Argentina. This was published January 7th, 2016. For the last couple of months, I've been traveling around Europe knowing that I can legally only stay for three months. The Schengen area is tricky. Americans are only allowed to travel within the area on a tourist visa for three months out of a six month period. That means there are no visa runs, going out for a day or three and then coming back in to renew. It means get out, stay out for at least three months, which forces the question, okay, where to next? Part of the process of finding myself on this trip and becoming comfortable being alone has been really truly listening to myself, not asking what other people think about where I should go or what I should do, but listening to where I want to go and what I want to do. 
If I continue to depend on others to influence my decisions, I will never gain the self-confidence and contentedness that I am seeking. I feel like I've been waiting for an opportunity of some sort to present itself and determine where I would go after my three months in Europe, but nothing was happening. Finally, I closed my eyes and asked myself, work and people aside, where do I want to go for me? The quickness and clarity of my answer surprised me. Argentina. This made sense. Argentina is a place that for years, people have been telling me how much I would enjoy. And for years, I didn't want to go until I had ample time to spend there, to explore, to live. Coupled with a few opportunities I may have in South America in the coming months, it made even more sense. Argentina is one of the cheapest destinations for American expats. It has a flexible visa. Americans can stay three months, then go out and come back in to renew. They speak Spanish. I speak Spanish. And much of the country was settled by Europeans. So it has a great European influence. I love Europe. Because of all these things and more, Argentina has hovered near the top of my bucket list for a while now, just waiting for the right opportunity to head down and stay for a while. The time has come. Newly invigorated by my answer, I started researching further about where I should base my life for the next few months because ultimately what I'm seeking are places to call home all around the globe. I found a helpful, objectively written article about different places to live in Argentina and zeroed in on Bariloche. As an outdoor enthusiast and athlete who thrives in the mountains, I think Bariloche looks like heaven on earth. I kept the idea to myself for a few days until I found a flight deal that I could not pass up and I bought it on the spot without asking anyone's opinion of what I should or shouldn't do. One step closer to trusting that I am enough for myself. I leave at the end of January from Spain and now that I have the flight booked, it can't come soon enough. I'm so excited to move to Bariloche for a bit and get to know the Argentinian side of the Patagonia that I've recently come to love. My plan is to relocate to Bariloche for a few months and allow myself to take trips to other cities and countries in the meantime. If Bariloche is as good as it sounds, it could end up being one of my recurring homes. If it ends up not being the right place for me, then at least I will have given it a fair chance. For now, I'll be traveling for three more weeks around Germany, Austria, and Spain until it's time to complete my first global circumnavigation and take the flight to my 50th country by myself because that's where myself wants to be. A milestone indeed. That move led me to writing the next piece, which is called Salta, Leap and the Net Will Appear. This was published July 13th, 2016. And at this point, I had returned from my first nine-month nomadic stint, and I was spending a couple of months of the summer in Montana before taking off again. So here we go with Salta, Leap and the Net Will Appear. I've always paid attention to signs and patterns of events in my life, drawing parallels and lessons from them whenever possible. This one may be the most important lesson yet. Last year, when I left everything and set out on my solo journey, I picked up my backpack and walked straight into the darkness. I was in uncharted territory, exploring the world on my own, long-term, not knowing what my next step or destination would be. I had no one to answer to and no one to listen to except myself. The opportunity to map my own way across the world without conferring with anyone or having to take care of anything first was a freedom I had never experienced. About four months in, as I shivered my way through winter in Europe, dreaming of trading in the snow for a faraway summer, I went to stay with a friend in Germany. One day, a note on the back of her door caught my attention. It read, 
leap and the net will appear. As I was in a particularly fragile state during my visit, tears came to my eyes and I froze with my hand on the doorknob. It was as if it had been left there just for me to find. By leaving my life as I knew it behind, I had already made my leap and felt stuck in a free fall, wondering through tears where my net was and when or if I would ever feel safely caught. Shortly afterwards, I listened to my desire to chase summer and moved to Patagonia with the intention of staying for three months in Argentina, where I had never been before and knew no one. The apartment search was overwhelming, especially with bad internet, no local phone number and higher prices than I had expected. I looked at a beautiful, bright, recently renovated place that I loved at first sight. It was adorned in my favorite turquoise with a view of the lake complete with Jack Daniels furniture. It literally had my name on it, but it was a bit too expensive for me. Stress mounted as I took a few days to think it through, risking it being rented to someone else. That's when I noticed it was on a street called Salta. In Spanish, Salta means leap. So I leapt. I accepted the apartment, knowing that I would figure out the money and trusting that this was the right step. It had to be. This couldn't be just a coincidence. It was there during my three months on Calle Salta in Patagonia, where I felt the sun on my skin again, not just casting light, but giving warmth. I started speaking Spanish like a local again, something I hadn't experienced since 2004. I regained motivation to take my business to the next level after simply maintaining for so long. I ran along the shores of Lake Nahualhuapi, tuning out the world and centering myself. In taking it one day at a time, listening to myself, and living in the present, my free fall slowed to a stop. I began sensing the net everywhere. It existed in the mountain sun, the hiking trails, the alpine lakes, the Spanish language, my creative writing, even the Argentinian steaks and craft beer. It wove itself through everything that makes me feel like me. I started the journey back up. When the leaves turned bright orange and the Patagonian sun began to set on summer, when the days grew shorter and the darkness returned to the early evening, I headed north. Once again, I sought the brightness of the sun, this time with renewed confidence. Since I left home, I had been searching for the so-called net in all the wrong places until I landed on Calle Salta, far from anyone or anything I knew. I've put myself out there, tested my strengths, walked into the uncharted darkness time and again, looking for a source of light, often fumbling in a panic to find a switch. But the light I finally discovered has no switch. It was just too dim to see. It was my own. It was the powerful piece of being on my own. And that, I learned, is my net. Perhaps the greatest surprise is that I had built it myself. On the long road across the world and back, I have been the only constant. I became the person I turned to for comfort, the one I trust to make the best decision for me, standing on my own two feet. And I'm also the only person who could get myself to take the leap in the first place. There was no way for me to know when I left my home last year that I would find the strength and confidence that I now have to be on my own. I never thought I would enjoy solo travel. I never thought I would want to carve out time to do activities alone, even in a place where friends are abundant. Life is crazy. Yesterday, a friend brought me flowers accompanied by a note which read, Salta y la red aparecerá. Spanish for leap and the net will appear. When I let it sink in, 
Tears I could not blink away welled up in my eyes and rolled down my cheeks. But these tears felt different from the ones I've been accustomed to this past year. These tears spoke relief, strength, joy, optimism, gratitude. Leaping has been my pattern, setting out into the unknown, facing decisions and obstacles, highs and lows, not knowing where I would end up. And the craziest part? The fact that I was fragile and doubting at times did not change the outcome of gaining the strength and skills it took to build the net that would eventually catch me. I attribute the lessons I've learned this year to countless experiences, influences, people, and places. But I am certain that I would not have grown to be who I am now had I not first been brave enough to take the leap. So jump. It might just be you that appears. Whew, that one still gets me. Okay, we have one more. And this next one was published in February of 2017. So these are all about six months apart in chronological order, actually. And this next one is called Leap, Climb, Repeat. I wrote this when I was living in Baja, February 2nd, 2017. Today, there are no tearful deep breaths or trembling fingers. As I sit in the glow of the sun in my Mexican apartment, I feel only incredible gratitude for the confidence and courage I continue to discover on my journey. About that leap. 18 months ago, I took a leap, leaving my life as I knew it behind and plunging myself right off a cliff into a journey of self-discovery. I chose a nomadic route, and this path has taken me to unimaginable heights and depths, to the end of the world and back more than once, only to take off again. In hindsight, I wouldn't trade this solo time for anything because it has taught me more than anything else ever has. But something else is happening now. At the end of 2016, I finally found solid ground. I had conquered the free fall, built my net and climbed to new heights. And in one final heave, I pulled myself over the top. I think I laid there for a while, exhausted from the climb and basking in the sun. But then I stood up and realized where I was. In fact, it was someone else who pointed it out to me, someone I had only known for one week. Apparently, when you truly love and value yourself, it is no secret. I had finally arrived. This changes everything. On top of this new foundation, I finally found the strength to process certain things I hadn't had the courage to face in the last 18 months. I tore down the last of the walls I had built to protect myself, which were necessary for a time but now only stood between me and my future. I felt sorrow, anger, and shame that had been residing in my heart diminish as each wall crumbled. More importantly, I was able to close the door on a certain phase of my journey. I feel like Forrest Gump when he finally stopped running and turned around with a new plan. I reached the top of this cliff, yes, but leaping is a cycle of life. What would come next? The answer appeared before I even thought to ask the question. The misalignment. To kick off 2017, I sat down with a friend and fellow online entrepreneur to outline real big business goals for the year. The results clearly identified my new priorities. Unlike the challenges behind the last door, these priorities are less personal and more professional. Sign me up. In the weeks since then, my efforts to focus on these projects have been met with resistance in many ways. It appears that my current nomadic lifestyle does not align with these new professional priorities. Talk about a wake-up call. I'm observing that I'm actually missing out on important opportunities because of the limitations I have imposed upon myself by being aimlessly nomadic. I realize that may sound ironic, 
But as an entrepreneur with big business goals that require certain technologies, consistencies, geographic locations, not to mention community, being constantly on the go is not necessarily conducive. The aimlessly nomadic lifestyle aligned well with the personal goals I set in 2015. That path is one I've always wanted to explore, and I leveraged it to expedite personal transformation in the time I needed it most. It worked. It blows my mind just how well it worked. And I'm so proud of myself for going through with it. But as I try to move forward on that same path now, it feels like the only thing in front of me is a rearview mirror. It's beautiful, but it isn't getting me where I want to go anymore. It's time for a change. There is grace in letting go of a good thing when it isn't what's best for us. In making the decision to change paths, to suddenly stop my aimless wandering, I have opted out of good opportunities I already had planned so I can carve out the space I need for the really great opportunities that are more important to me. Essentialism never comes without sacrifice. My pruning continues as I realign my path with my priorities, making room for what's most important, even if those priorities have yet to present themselves. The new path. After Baja and in between other trips, my next adventure will take me to yet another new location, this time within U.S. borders. There, I will attempt to establish a base from which to work and travel. I have known for a while that the home base I seek is not my beloved Montana. Winter is always coming in Montana, yet there is no sign of Jon Snow. Not fair. Also, newsflash, travel is not exactly convenient when you're north of the wall. Coincidentally, or not, as soon as I became serious about stopping my nomadic travels, a location came to mind one that aligns with my personal and professional priorities. Imagine that. Before I tell you where it is, let me go check it out first. I don't know if it's meant to be, nor do I expect the transition to be quick. I do know that I'm excited about this plan. I feel it in my heart. This has taken me by surprise, perhaps more than anyone else, as I did not expect to be transitioning from a somewhat new nomadic lifestyle to creating a home base anytime soon. However, I'm now practiced enough in listening to myself that I know when I need to make a change and I know I'm the only one who can do it. In the meantime, I still have plenty of travel coming up. This is the beauty of my work. There are travel opportunities around every corner and having a home base means that I know what airport I need to fly in and out of to make them happen. And I will have more than five shirts to choose from. I'm ready to take this leap to focus on what is most important now. And I'm excited to see where I fly in 2017. Stay tuned for what comes of my big ideas this year. Saying that out loud is scary, but so is everything else that has been worth doing in my life. Here's to pushing the next door open. That is the end of story time for today. And if you must know what happened after that, start with the three posts about Colorado that start in May of 2017. And those will lead you to discovering how it is that I finally did end up back in Montana with my whole heart on board. Really, the posts continue to tell my story of self-discovery and learning to listen to myself. The overarching point that I want to share with you today is that these stories all relate to how I managed my way through a difficult time and came out the other side, not just surviving, but really absolutely thriving. It took a long time and it also took everything I had, but I did come out thriving. The other cool point about all of this relates directly to something you've heard me talk about on this show. And if you're on my trip updates email list, you've seen it as well. And that is, and some of you have even experienced this personally, um, my retreats that I lead. It was exactly through these times that I read to you today where I learned myself and collected lesson after lesson after lesson about 
what it was taking for me to get through those impossible times. And those very tools are what I now teach in my retreats. I am apparently in the business of hurling myself into the unknown again and again, whether it's starting an online business or starting a podcast with zero previous experience or starting an adventure travel company or uprooting my life over and over again, or maybe settling my life down again, testing out new business ideas. Does any of this sound familiar to you? It should in a way, because I know I'm not alone in this. You do this too. It's called change and growth and personal discovery. We are all in the business of leaping into the unknown around here, especially in uncertain times like now. And I happen to specialize in net weaving. It's something I love being able to share with you in my group retreats. And I am working right now hard on making this choose your own adventure retreat the best that it can be for you. And now you know the inspiration of where it comes from. We are on track for May for that. So get signed up ASAP at jumpexperiences.com to receive the oh so important updates that are coming very soon around that. Again, thank you so much for being here. This is fun. I'm still beside myself that we got a feature in the New York Times today. And honestly, I'm so looking forward to seeing what this crazy year is going to bring for us all. There is so much light in the darkness if we choose to see it. So stay strong, my friends. Thank you for choosing to spend some time with me today. As always, if you have thoughts around this episode, hit me up on Instagram at travelingjackie or leave a comment on one of these posts on the blog at travelingjackie.com. Talk with you again very soon.